Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. My name is Mike Crow. I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of them. And I've helped a number of home inspectors be able to reach 300,000 to 400,000 as a single inspector operation. And you can do the same thing. On this podcast, I'm gonna share some great secrets with you on how to do that. All right, so let's get into some of the secrets to building your business and building it properly. First off, I wanna tell you a story though because I want you to understand why I discovered this. And um, I have four amazing children. My wife, when she was pregnant with our fourth child, that that wonderful child is named Elizabeth, and I I get to see her on a regular basis. She is one of the four joys of my life. Now I have grandchildren as well, okay? Someday I hope to have great-grandchildren. When my wife was pregnant with Elizabeth, though, it was a life-threatening pregnancy. It was ugly. It was... um, it was painful. And during that time period, I don't know if you've had an opportunity in your life to experience something like this. And honestly, I hope you haven't. But it was a life-threatening pregnancy. And we didn't know if we were going to lose Susan, my amazing wife. We didn't know if we were going to lose the baby. And we had lost babies in the past. Or both of them. In this particular case, we were very fortunate. We were very fortunate that we Susan came through the pregnancy just fine. Elizabeth was born. And, um, um, and then Susan had to go back into the hospital immediately. Had to go back into the hospital immediately. She had to spend two weeks in the hospital uh, because of some of the complications. So our prayers had been answered. We were now great. We, we had another wonderful child uh, in our lives. And, um, um, but Susan had to go back in. And during that two weeks, I decided, you know what? I'm running a good business my business should be able to take care of itself while I'm, you know, sitting in the hospital with my wife. So I decided to go every day, stay there. I slept there. I went home a couple of times and then went back. um, And I stayed there with her uh, just to make sure that nothing went wrong, you know. And by the way, um, hospitals are run by people and people make mistakes and things would have gone wrong had I not made that conscious choice. So I'm glad I did that. The challenge I had is while I was in the hospital, the first week went pretty good. I did some reading. I did some studying. I I was getting kind of motivated, ready to get back to work. And then the second week hit, and then I got a phone call from my office manager. And she asked for a raise. And I said, I will be glad to discuss that when I get back. She goes, nope, wrong answer. Uh, And she she quit. She said, "I, I, I will be leaving um, Monday of the next week. And I went, okay, all right. Um, and the next day, uh, I get a phone call from my lead inspector, my inspector manager, per se. And um, and he goes, hey, Mike, I need to talk to you about making more money. And I went, wow, okay. I said, uh, um, I said, um, can we talk about this when I get back? And And he's going, no, not really. In fact, what I really need to do is just go ahead and give you notice. And he quit. So think about that. I'm sitting in the hospital with my wife who just came through a life-threatening pregnancy, and now she's having issues that could, by the way, affect the rest of her life. 
and both my office manager and my lead inspector, inspector manager, they call and quit. And I have to tell you, I sat there for the rest of that week wondering what was going on with my business, okay? Because back then I didn't have the ability to digitally see the numbers and different things. Um, and and uh, wondering why my business had gone sideways. Well, what I discovered was a couple of things. Well, I, let me put it one more thing here. If I can't be in the hospital with my wife for two weeks without my business falling apart, then what's going to happen if I decide I want to take two weeks and go to a Walt Disney World or go to Hawaii or, or, or go visit with my parents? If I can't spend two weeks with my wife in the hospital, then I really can't spend two weeks anywhere. And that really disturbed me. And I want you to know, for the next six months, and by the way, they both did quit. When I got back, they both quit. They were gone. And I restructured the business a little bit to keep us moving forward. Um, and um, uh, I was able to rehire another. I, well, I took one of the ladies that was in the office and moved her into the office um, manager position. Uh, and then I started looking for another lead inspector, inspector manager, and I wasn't finding one. I, I was in kind of a, a gray area kind of gloomy. And over the next six months, I drove around, and, I, and I'm just be very honest, I did a lot of praying, trying to figure out what is the next step for me and my business. And uh, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of soul searching. Uh, um, and then one day I'm driving around, and I stop into this one place that looked interesting, um, and they talked about some things. And Something kind of funny happened. Uh, I took their test, and I scored so high all the way across their test, except one little area, and it went bloop, and then back up again. And they offered me a job. They offered me a job. It would have been a really good paying job, by the way. They said they hadn't seen anybody really kind of score like that before. And they said, by the way, they could help me fix this little blip in my, in my, uh, in my score. And I, and I thought about it, and I said, you know what I really need to do? And, and I talked to the guy who was teaching them how to turn this business into a franchise. And I said, what I really need to do is hire you, and maybe you could help teach me how to run my business so that I can, I can uh, you know, be able to take care of people. And he said, I am so busy, I cannot do that. I still remember his name was Joe. He was out of New Jersey. He was down here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area helping this company. And I said... I said, I am, I am kind of at my wit's end. I have searched and done a lot of things. And he asked me, he said, have you heard of this one book? And I went, no, I have not heard of that, this one book. He said, I can't really help you. I can't take a lot of time. Here's what I'm willing to do. And keep in mind, this was back, this was back probably in the early 90s. He said, go find this book and, um, and read it and show back up here tomorrow. And I will... I will go through the book with you, and I'll teach you. And he says, you need to know I can't do that for free. It'll cost $2,500. $2,500, which was basically almost 30 years ago, uh, that was a lot of money. So I went and started looking for the book. And first off, I told him, I said, I'll be here tomorrow morning uh, about 10 o'clock. And I started going looking for the book. Keep in mind, Amazon didn't exist back then, Okay. So I went to bookstore after bookstore after bookstore. 
uh, looking for that book. And I eventually found it and I read it um, and I started going through the parts of it. And as soon as I read it, now I understood why he wanted me to read the book before I got there. And I got there the next morning. He said, what do you think? I said, I've been running my business wrong. Now, keep in mind, I also have a, uh, a college degree. I have management. I have management experience in a company for like 13 years. Um, and I have uh, a marketing degree. Um, and I've been pretty successful up to this point. But then I realized I had been running my business wrong. And what I needed to do was start fixing it. And he said, that's exactly correct. For this first series of podcasts, what I want to try to do is go through that book with you, teach you some of the mistakes I made. Now, you can go get the book yourself. Uh, the new version of that book is called uh, The E-Myth Revisited. The original version of that book was called The E-Myth. Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. And I started reading the book. And by the way, this version, the newer version, is actually better. It's almost exactly the same thing. But they took this one, rewrote it, and made it even better and, and gave you a few more examples and, and cleaned up some things. Um, and, and so it's a great book as well. I'm going to go through the original version that I have because when I read a book, man, I letter it up. I talk about it. I go through all the parts about it. Um, and, uh, uh, and then what I do that way I can go back and reread it kind of in a fast study fashion. Now that's one of my secrets right there. I reread books, but I reread them in a fast study fashion. I read them so that I can go back and I underline them so I can go back. And now I don't have to read the whole book. All I got to do is read the parts of the book that I need. So let's get started. Let's take a look at some of these pieces in the EMIP for this first podcast. And what I want you to make sure that you understand is that you probably think you're running your business really well. Um, I did. Pretty egotistical, by the way, um, and uh, maybe even a little bit arrogant. Uh, but with all my experience with college and, and management and 13 years that I'd been out in the corporate world, I came in thinking I was doing pretty good. And by the way, I was doing pretty good. But what I discovered since then is that especially in the home inspection world, and by the way, I've now discovered this happens in all types of businesses, is that businesses go through stages. I remember going up to New York and sitting down with a gentleman. He goes, Mike, I've got three inspectors. Why, why will what I'm doing right now not work when I have six inspectors or 10 inspectors? And I said, that is a great question. And I'm, I'm impressed that you asked that because most people think that you can do the same thing you're doing with one, two, or three inspectors, with four, five, and six inspectors, or seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, even more inspectors. And you can't. You have to learn to shift gears as you grow your business. And I'm going to tell you something very important. In that first gear, one to three inspectors, then you need to make sure that you understand that that is the foundation that you're pouring for your business. And if you pour it wrong, well, it will not support a bigger business down the road. So that's a very important part of this whole thing here. So let's talk about some of this stuff in the book here. In the EMYTH, one of the things it talks about is that there are three different types of people that generally go into business. There's the entrepreneur, which that's where the E comes for from EMYTH, is that most people that go into business are a technician. So you have a technician, you have an entrepreneur, and of course, you have a manager. Those are the three major parts of any business. Technician, manager, entrepreneur. 
no matter how you want to take a look at it. And what happens is that most most people that go into business are a technician. Maybe maybe you worked on houses, maybe you did this, maybe you did that, but it was still in the in the home building arena or construction arena. And maybe you were an electrician or a plumber uh, or a contractor, and you thought, man, yeah, being a home inspector would be great. You were a technician that went into the home inspection business. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to learn what it takes to run a business. Now, I was a little bit more blessed in this, is that me and my dad started the business together. And my dad was absolutely 100% a true entrepreneur. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I was a manager. So what made our business different and why I survived as long as I did and did as well as I did is my dad had that entrepreneur vision that we need to be able to grow the business. I had the management experience to be able to hire, fire, uh, train, and, and try to get people to deliver a consistent service out there each and every time. And both my dad and myself, we trained ourselves to be the technician. We trained ourselves to be home inspectors. And then eventually we trained ourselves to be termite inspectors and inspectors of swimming pools and lawn sprinkler systems or irrigation systems as home inspectors like to call them. So that was the reason I was able to get as far as I did. And uh, maybe you have that uh, working for you as well. But 90 plus percent of the people that come into this industry, they were in the construction industry already. Now what I need to help you understand is what it takes to be that entrepreneur and to be that marketing person and to be that manager over the business to help take care of it. So in the beginning, he says, one of the things that I've encountered is that owners don't know enough about finance, about marketing, about management, about operations. They don't. But those things are easy enough to learn. And I, wanna, I just want to reiterate that. They are easy enough to learn. Okay? The problem is they think they know enough. I thought I knew enough. I didn't. And it's the reason my business tried to fall apart while I was sitting for two weeks with my wife uh, there. The most successful business people I've met are passionately determined to get it right. No matter what the cost they are compulsive about detail. And there's going to be some things you're going to learn about me. And one is I am incredibly passionate about what I do. When I work with somebody, when I'm coaching somebody, I'm incredibly passionate about that. And I'm very detailed about how I want it done, especially if it's in the home inspection business. Now, I've worked with other companies like insurance companies and mortgage companies and, and real estate agents and, and roofing companies, and we've helped all of them do some amazing stuff. And I'm not as detailed with a real estate agent or maybe a roofer about how to put a roof on. But what I am detailed about is how you hire, how you train, how you set the systems up to make sure that that company is working properly. As a home inspector, because I have personally done well over 10,000 plus home inspections, I am incredibly detailed on that, okay? So one of the other things that he talks about here is he said, you need to know yourself. Know thyself, as he says here. A wise person once said that. And I'm going to tell you that you need to know you're getting ready to start down a path. Now, what you will find at the end of that path is worth every step 
and some of it will be painful steps, and some of it will be joyful steps, and sometimes it'll be rainbows and sunshine, and sometimes it will be fog and, and, and lightning, all right? But I will tell yourself, it's worth every single step you take to get there. I know because I'm there, and because I've been there for a long time now, and because I've helped so many other people get there as well. One last thought here real quick. To live through an impossible situation, you don't need the reflexes of a Grand Prix driver, the muscles of Hercules, the mind of an Einstein. You simply need to know what to do. It's also what we're going to talk about on the future podcast. So what I've tried to do here is design and set up for you is a couple of very simple things. You probably think you know what you're doing. And the truth is, you know part of what you're doing, and you probably know it incredibly well. But when you think about being a visionary or an entrepreneur for your business, when you think about managing and hiring and training, you know, one of the biggest things I hear is, man, I don't know how to go find an inspector. I hear that all the time. And it's really kind of easy once you know how. You probably are a good inspector, or at least you think you are. Now, what I've discovered is that well over 80% of everyone that I teach, we improve on their inspection process so much that it looks like night and day. Maybe you're doing the right kind of report. Probably not. Maybe you're doing the way to write it up properly and inspect it properly and make everybody feel comfortable and happy during your inspection process. Probably not. But here's the cool thing is. You don't have to be a Grand Prix driver or the skills of that. You don't have to have the muscles of Hercules, okay? And you don't have to have the mind of Einstein. All you need to be able to do is follow simple instructions. You know, my wife um, is a baker. I mean, she made bread, she made cakes, she decorated cakes, and, and, and she cooks. Oh, my goodness, she cooks. I'm surprised I don't weigh 300 pounds as good as she cooks. What I discovered was is that she can put a recipe together, and she can show me the recipe, and if I follow the recipe, especially under her guidance, that I can cook something almost as good as she can. And you're going to be able to run your business probably as good as I can, maybe even better, if you just be willing to follow the instructions I'm going to set up for you. Well, this is Mike Crow, and we are off and running on a quick start to helping make your business the kind of business that you can be proud of and the kind of business that you can have down the road to take you to a whole new level. I'll talk with you again soon. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.